0: Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you doing? I feel like it's been a long time, long time no see. <laughs> Welcome on the Stand Out From The Crowd uh, live show. If you are new here, uh, my name is Darin Banamara. I'm the founder and CEO of The Smart Woman. And my job is to support high achieving women get promoted to leadership roles without compromising themselves because being an ambitious woman is beautiful but it can be hard it can be tough but it doesn't mean that we should pay a high price to uh, be uh, successful in our own term and so i created stand out from the crowd to showcases the stories of amazing people you know people who have transformed their life people who've been through a lot people who have changed career you know, people, real people, real story and real tips to help you stand out from the crowd because we live in a highly saturated environment. We live in a highly competitive environment. And I want to ensure that you get the best out of it and you get everything that you need to know in order to set yourself apart so you build the life you had envisioned for yourself and today we are talking about a topic that i want to say used to be controversial that might still be controversial and we are going to talk about the vulnerability and to talk about this we have none none of the the best expert at least that i know he's a friend he's He's talented, he's smart, and the power of his words. Oh, my gosh. If you don't know him, if you don't follow him, please follow him on LinkedIn because his words will touch your heart. His words will touch your soul. And he uses his talent to get the best out of you through vulnerability. And let help me welcome our dear friend, Carl Shawn. What oh
1: is- my god I am I am truly humbled I'm truly humbled at that introduction that uh, is greater than me when I introduce people oh wow I enjoyed that How are you today dear
0: I'm good how are you doing my friend
1: I am doing well I am doing well for this wonderful Wednesday and it is sunny and shining here on the east coast and uh I don't have any uh, cares in the world so that I like to share anyway
0: Wonderful, and uh, for for those of you watching the live, if you are team live, let us know in the comments. Introduce yourself, tell us where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international community, and so we want to know who you are and where you come from. Carl. Yes. Vulnerability. So what's the why behind? Why did you decide to build an activity to build a business and to focus your attention and effort on such controversial topic what's the why behind
1: well the why the why started a long time ago um uh, it it pretty much started I've, i've been in corporate about 25 years before kind of venturing out on my own uh as a lot of people know maybe they don't know law student now and and had aspirations of being a uh, civil rights attorney and during the course of work, I always was even from, I guess, even for go back as far as being from a child. I had those vulnerability spots that were not weaknesses to me, uh, but they kind of enabled me to communicate and kind of uh, gel with people. Uh, A lot of people say that you're social, uh, that you may be a social butterfly, those kind of things. Uh, but I, I I thought it was a little bit more than I thought it was just a little bit more than me being able to have a conversation but I kind of like gravitated to people and in the essence of that I was able to kind of feel people's like shortcomings their 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 uh fears those kind of things and I, and I started thinking about that so as I worked through corporate I saw a lot of that not going on I saw the harshness of uh, the bottom line, the harshness of uh, getting it done, uh, suck it up. And and we know as men, especially as uh, myself, African-American men, we were kind of raised with the mentality of, uh, you know, suck it up, keep going. You know, men don't cry. All of those kind of cliches that are used, uh, that people use. And I said, well, we have to change the narrative in that. And one myth that I really wanted to change was not change how men are, because that's how we are. We are the pillars of strength. We are those that tell, that bear the brunt of things. But there's also other sides to men that uh, oftentimes, if not all the time, gets overlooked. And that sort of things that's going on within them, encouraging words, uh, dealings with ones, how we interact with, all of those things just gave me a lot of study and research points to say, I think there's a place for this. And I don't think everybody's really aware. And I think it's gonna be a lot of pushback on it, but I'm tough skin. So I said, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into it. And and I started in my workplace at the different companies that I worked for, I worked for Fortune 500 companies, I worked for uh, GMAC, GMAC, I worked for um, Lockheed Martin, a lot of big name companies, and everything was just a push, get it done. I'm not caring about your feelings kind of atmosphere. And I said, culture really has to change. And I've just worked on those companies. I saw no revision of visions. I saw no, yeah. no, no coming back to looking at the mission, mm-hmm. no re-education on new people coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no uh, The diversity buttons were checked. Of course, they had a lot of diversity hires, but I saw no inclusion with those hires. I saw the traditions continually to separate those hires. And I said, well, the best way to do that is to be vulnerable. So I came up with this little equation, uh, di- uh, diversity plus vulnerability equals inclusion. Mm. And I said, that if we can glue my vulnerable side with the diverse side, it'll show the diverse side that I'm opening up for them to be included. And I just went on the journey from there. Okay.
0: That's, that's interesting. So it started from a very, very young age. Yes. Uh, and before we, we pursue the conversation, let's welcome our friends here. Aldo Villa Corta says that's why Aldo. You are there.
1: <laughs> how are you, Aldo? Uh,
0: Bezad Khan says, Hello, Darin. Hello, Carl. Hello, Hello Bezad. Great how to are you be doing? In. Yes, yeah. great to see you today. And we have um Yes, uh, my Aldo fellow New Jersey new jersey and you are from new jersey too right
1: yes he is my 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 new jersey neighbor
0: oh great that's wonderful so now you mentioned something that is very interesting you said when i was a kid i was vulnerable but for me it wasn't a weakness and i do believe this is the biggest misconception does that there is still today because of the way we were raised you know because of the way uh because of what society expects from us as men and women right uh you talk about african-american male that you are raised in this culture of you okay you know suck it up you have to be tough develop a tough skin it's gonna be hard don't cry and all of this but as ambitious women as high achieving women also we are We have this idea that you can't be vulnerable because if you show vulnerability, it means that you are too sensitive because you are a woman. So you cannot be a good leader. Right. Mm -hmm. So, So there is this misconception that being vulnerable is being weak. Being vulnerable is not being like. Uh, not being a good fit, you know, not looking the part, not being able to get it done, not being able to do the job. So, w- why is that? Do you know where this misconception and when this negative connotation is coming from?
1: Well, it's coming from, and, and a lot of people don't know. I was given, I love to read. So, I was given the dictionary as a five year old uh, as a Christmas gift from my dad. And that's really how I got functional with vocabulary, and really diving into what words mean. And it starts in the dictionary. Um, we have the Merriam-Webster's the Oxford edition, whatever edition that you're used to using. And this is where we get our understanding of words. But what the dictionary does not give, them, give us as humans is the application of how those words fit us individually. And when I looked at that and learning that and learning how to use words in a sentence and learning how to spell them, how to pronunciate them, That was key to my understanding of uh how this was really a myth and a misconception because the dictionary version said that uh that it opens you up to being exposed and harm and Mm. that is true depending on the individual that uses that information so it's not a worldwide because uh i always tell people vulnerability is individual so my vulnerability is not yours so you can't just put a blanket over saying that uh, just anything that's vulnerable to me is going to be something that exposes me. That's not the case. Vulnerability is also our fears. And that's where it's driven from, that spirit of fear, because we don't want to do the things that we're not capable of, that we're not masters in. And we are afraid of what people will say concerning that. So when you start diving down into it and to a deeper level of when it's, what it really truly is, because vulnerability is you. When you look at it, it enables us to be authentic. So how can I coach, train, consult, teach, administer, and tell people I'm authentic when I can't face the things that I'm vulnerable about? Those two don't mix. You know, it's That's it's a paradox. True. That's it's true. A, You know, it's 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 a dichotomy of saying, uh, okay, uh, I can walk on water. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't walk on water. So you mix in the two of the things of something that you want to do and something that you're not capable of doing. So when I got that understanding, I understood that it was not a weakness. It's only a weakness to the one that misunderstands the meaning of it. It becomes a weakness to them. But to yourself, if you understand what your vulnerabilities are, address them, try to prepare yourself with them. They become your superpower because you can use them. And they become advantageous in relationships, in networking, in corporate, in leadership, it's been proven time and time again,
0: and 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 we're gonna dig deeper in in in, in that. But uh, it's true that when you are vulnerable, and especially um, on LinkedIn on social media, mm-hmm. this is where the type of content where you are vulnerable is usually the type of content that performs the best because this is where people can relate. This is where mm-hmm. people can identify themselves to your story, to your why, to you know, your journey your life journey. So uh, uh, there is power indeed in being vulnerable. But now that we talked about the the, the misconception and where it comes from, what does it mean being vulnerable? Like, how do you translate it on a day-to-day basis? Can you give us like concrete example of Mm -hmm. what it means being vulnerable?
1: yeah vulnerable when when you look at it and on a basis of application vulnerable is just the interaction of people with each other and you say that that's pretty broad well that's exactly what it is because all of us have vulnerabilities it's not nothing that you can say i'm i'm not vulnerable no mm-hmm. everyone <laughs> everyone it's not a choice it's not a choice it is not a choice it's not nothing that We can choose to, you just have not if you don't accept it, nine times out of 10, others have spotted it because you've protected it. So when we're vulnerable to things, we build up walls and we build up mechanisms that protect us from that. And the thing about it is we get caught on the terminology of the word vulnerable, but it's just our fears of reactions from people. Mm. That's truly what it is. So we, what we do, we grab vulnerability and say, oh, I don't want to be vulnerable. Cause I don't want such and such to know this. Well, they don't know that. And then by the, you being a protective of that, that gives them power over that. So that's why I go back to the point of that when you walk through that and you understand that, and, and the keys that I say on this, having the right mindset, uh, that'll definitely change your, change your thinking. Uh, a lot of people say change the narrative and it'll become a very, very famous kind of catchphrase. I want to change the narrative. What does that really mean? That just changed my perspective of thinking, go back mm-hmm. the way that you were thinking, dissect that and turn that thinking around. It's the same thing with anything that you apply. If it's something that you can't do, you find out how you can do that. If it's a job and they tell you to do these reports, you find out which way is the best way to do the reports. We have to take on those sort of kind of those same kind of strategies with our own selves with our with our insides and then you can feel the empowerment of it uh it's mm-hmm. sort of like skeletons in the closet if i can use an example that will probably be simple for everybody to see and understand when you have skeletons in the closet there's almost a um kind of like a paranoia of hiding those skeletons you'll do everything you can when no one can get those skeletons right so everything you do, you you're not being true to things because you're scared of the skeletons You're not excelling like you could because you're scared of the skeletons. You're not applying yourself like you could because you're scared of the skeletons. Okay, now I expose the skeletons. Now you see me. So now I can apply myself as me. There's no facade. There's no wall. There's no no division. There's me. So now when I interact with you, you see who I truly am. And yes, may it be something in the back that I'm not proud of. Or may it may be something that has happened in my life that I'm ashamed of. Absolutely. But I am not that person. So I've moved past that. And you get to see that. And then you make the choice whether you want to. be. Because I hate for someone to play like they're someone else. And then I find out down the line that they're not truly who they were. I will be more upright with you if you tell me off the back, yo, I've had this, this, and that. That's how I am. Let's work from there. And that's really uncovering your vulnerability.
0: And And... And it comes back to being authentic. You cannot be authentic if you had your uh, vulnerability. And hiding your vulnerability actually holds yourself back from achieving your full potential as you are. And so uh, we have a couple of comments here. Um, We have Rim Chata who says, great conversation. Thank you, Rim. Welcome. Thank
1: you, Rim.
0: And we have Adil Ahmad Khan, who says Adil is here. Welcome, Adil.
1: Welcome, Adil.
0: And if you have any questions, as usual, please leave it in the comments. So, and I like the way you 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 put it together. Like it's related to authenticity, and when you hide your vulnerability, you hold yourself yourself back from hiding your full, uh, reaching your full potential. Now, tell us. Can you tell us why is it important for leaders? So let me let me let me go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the recent events, so since the the, the pandemic, uh, the word the way we knew it has shifted for most of us, right? Yeah. And so what we knew as normal doesn't no longer exist anymore. No matter what people say, it does. In my opinion, it does. It no longer exist. Mm-hmm. But we have realized also through this pandemic and through the toughest time of this pandemic is that there there are like the way the workplaces were functioning was not right, that it had not evolved for like decades and that the people in the workplace wanted to live a different experience so we talk about inclusion we talk about diversity you add to this the notion of um, vulnerability as well and and and, and we want to work in, in in a place where we feel like we are empowered and that we are empowering others right so we talked a lot also during this crisis about the leadership crisis that this pandemic actually just like like put in front of everyone so the corporation the businesses everyone was talking about a leadership crisis when we realized that we were functioning in a way that was simply not healthy but most importantly where as human beings we were not able to uh, uh, explore who we we are and explore our full potential. So my question to you, uh, Carl, is can you tell us how and why vulnerability is important as a leader?
1: Well, the high, we'll start first with the how. Um, No, we'll we'll flip it. We'll start with the why and then I'll explain how. Uh, The why is important because times have changed. And uh, though those, uh, sometimes you can get cliches with saying different things, but it is exactly what it is. And the pandemic has driven that change. People have actually come to a place of having to face the things that they were so busy before running from. Yeah. So now they come coming face to face with, there's no more, there's no more of the soccer moms spending uh, 30, 40 hours at work then coming and driving Johnny 20 or 30, you know, hours uh during the week uh to practices and back and forth and those kind of things there's no more the men sitting at work working 60 70 hour weeks and not having to deal with some of the things that's going on in the home. There's no more of the kids just ripping and running to sporting events and being involved in so much things socially that they're not able to be uh, compacted with their families and understanding the dynamic of what the family home is. I think we've come to, and I tell a lot of people and a lot of clients that I deal with, the reset button has been pushed. And what that has given us is an opportunity to understand that we need to get back to the, the basics.
0: Mm -hmm. and the basics
1: are just forms of communication understanding and humanity and uh the greatest people that have really suffered in the course of this has been the corporation that's because for such a dynamic uh long period of time they've worked on the tradition of uh employees need us and that is not the case anymore it's been shown that even those employees that's been working from home maybe even with kids at home homeschooling they have ultimately 80 to 90 percent been more productive being in a uh, inclusion environment mm-hmm. where they were able to kind of manage their own selves so that let us know that the brick and mortar of corporation is not important as they had put they, yeah. they had themselves to be so with that being the case now is the how so we have to to some semblance get back to where we were it's always going to be post uh, pre-pandemic post pandemic that is not going to change the world is going to be that but where do we go from here with this reset people have empowered themselves. Some has decided not to go back to those jobs that they weren't treated correctly Mm -hmm. on, that they were not well on. No, everybody's not home taking unemployment. There are people who have decided, uh, you know, prioritized in their lives that I can do better than where I was. They're taking these opportunities to do that. You see now by so many leaps and bounds, business entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, mompreneurs, they are starting to, people with LLCs, they're starting to open up the avenues of creativity and innovation. And as a corporation, if you're going to continually be in the ball game, you're going to have to bring that to where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important. That's why we're not going for no more of the diversity boxes being checked. Yes, diversity hires have been through the roof. All companies are matching the box seats with that. Everybody has nationalities. They have different genders. They have the different sexes. All of these things are being met to some extent. But where's the inclusion? We're hiring these people and we're not including them into the traditional. So what we have to do is change the culture. And this is where the vulnerable leader is going to excel post pandemic. They're going to have the skills, the charisma, the expertise, and the attitude to gel those together. And to make sure that it's understanding that this is the new culture. This is how it needs to be. This is why it has to be. Yes, vulnerability matters. It knows why, because now people have stayed home from work and they've told themselves, okay, if I wanted to not work or if I wanted to complete work in a certain amount of time and I have other things to do, if I had an appointment or my child had a doctor's appointment, in the corporate brick and mortar, there was such a, oh, I got to take a sick day. I got to run this by HR. There was those things. People Mm -hmm. have been empowered now. They didn't have to deal with that. So now it's going to be going back into the in, into the fold, as I call it. These companies are going to be much more. Uh, they're going to have to be much more smarter,
0: mm-hmm. much
1: more joins uh, trying to get people to understand that uh, we're going to have to make moves, and if we want to stay in the game, we're going to have to make these changes to culture. And the vulnerable leaders are going to be the heads of these of these changes. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, uh, Charlene Brown says exactly. Carl, great question. Vulnerability matters. Yes, it does. And we have a question actually from Aldo. Um, How do you feel vulnerability has worked its way into the current job market? So you have like kind of answered this question.
1: Yes, it is. And Aldo, yes, it is. It's worked its way in it uh, kind of miraculously, so to speak. We've had the pandemic that has opened eyes And there's open eyes to ourselves. A lot of people say, oh, the pandemic has changed. A lot of things within, a lot of things just went on, things just closed. Yes, that happens in catastrophes. That happens in disasters, things closed. But this disaster has shut down the globe to where we have to turn the light on us. We have to turn the, we have to take inventory into us. Each and every human being has gotten the time to say, okay, what am I not doing? What do I have to reprioritize? How is my family life? How is my life as a worker? How's my life as a leader? How's my life? We've all got this spotlight on us now. So I don't even have times like my grandma just say, I got six months, we have a year, right? And it's a year, I got six months to my, my business and I got the other six months to leave yours alone. So with that being the case, I just really got a year to work on me. So that's yeah. where the change is. That's how it is worked this way into the current job market. That's how it is produced and going to continue to produce the changes necessary for humanity to get back as the focus and not the big companies and the big corporations and the taking sides and those kind of things. Just put the spotlight on us.
0: Yeah. And it's not going away anytime soon. I hope not so, but I don't think so.
1: <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
0: And that, says, great conversation. Such valid points, Carl. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Um, so is there a good, a good way, a better way, a wrong way to manifest your vulnerability?
1: Yes. Um, I would tell the first, I would say the first thing in the first example of what I would give is understand your vulnerabilities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: understand them. They're individual. Don't try to match yours with no one else. Don't try to compare yours to no one else. They're individual and they will come out. In those times that they come out and you will see those and don't hide them address them that that is what I would tell people first and foremost, but a lot of people have to understand what it means. It is not the definition that we have grown up to see. And that's why I'm so hard on changing the narrative. It is not that can it be that yes, but the end we can say that with anything. Uh, the internet was great, great opportunity. Give us information at the speed of light. Are there people on there to use it wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. But that does not mean that it is not good. That does not mean that it's not okay. purposeful and that does not mean that it's not impactful. That's how your vulnerability should be viewed. Um, I made a, a video, uh, the other day and I was talking about being, because a lot of people are talking about and I hear it all the time and in catchphrases, kind of, they kind of annoy me, but they're good as well. Uh, people say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And that
1: was my catchphrase for a long time. Okay. And now I'm hearing others say it. No, I didn't market it. No, I didn't. I didn't trade market or those kind of things. But I used to tell people that when I was training people because they were like, I don't like doing that. I say, well, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and then you'll fit in. So I've always said that. So we have to what we have to do is model our vulnerability. The things that we are uncomfortable with, get comfortable doing them. Then you will not worry about the criticism on you being yeah. able to apply them. See, when you get comfortable, and this is another reason why vulnerability hides and keeps us hostage, because we don't want to address them. We don't mm-hmm. want to do the work necessary to get past them. And we want them to just be there. But, man, can you imagine if you are taking your vulnerability and you're in the spot where you understand that that's my superpower, how powerful that is, yeah. what you bring to the table? It's just It's really just believing in yourself. Believing in
0: yourself that, oh, I like this and you know I can relate to that because I will give you my example when I moved yes. to Canada for the longest time I I thought that being an immigrant was negative right I think it was a weakness uh, speaking English with an accent was a weakness to me so I would. And it did. I would hide it. I would hide myself. So I would hold myself back from achieving my full potential, from, from building the life that I was meant to build in Canada. And so and it was painful. It was painful. But then I started to, to embrace my journey. And, you know, because I surrounded myself also with great people, I started to realize that my immigrant story actually is a, It's my strength Right. And the more I started to talk about it, the more I re- and, you know, all the, the, the challenges that come with being an immigrant, an immigrant woman uh, not speaking English. Uh, uh, so I live in Toronto, which is English, other part of, of Canada are French, but I live in an English uh, side of the country. Uh, you know, not knowing how to find your job, not having a career, not having a network, like starting with nothing from nothing. Right. But I realized that the more I would share my story, the more other people would relate, the more other people would tell me, Oh, I've been through myself. Oh, this is what I'm facing now. Oh, you know, uh, I'm married. I'm married to an immigrant. And so, and my story would inspire others. So, from that's what I say often my catchy phrases, you know. Empowering, like you you change your narrative from empowered to empowering, right? So first, the first step is really to empower yourself with your own story, to own it and then to use it to empower others. And to me, of course, you know, he has built, helped me build up self-confidence because I realized that, okay, that's not something that I need to hide. That's something that I need to put the light on because this is part of me. All right. And um, that was just, uh, you know what uh, I wanted to share with you. And we have another question from Aldo. Um, Do you think leadership that doesn't accept vulnerability in these times will end up failing and ending their companies? Oh, but you say that already. They will fail. I don't know if they will end the companies, but they will fail definitely
1: yes they they will fail and they will feel now uh now it's greater than any other time that we've been any other time and definitely in my lifetime and probably in the lifetimes of those that are watching uh they will fall because we are at a capacity now that the ball has rolled downhill so much with everything that's going on uh it, it's no way that it can turn back it's it's no way that it can be upheld it has to be now so now you see companies scrambling uh, to get those kind of people in now, uh, it, we're, having, we're having a point of where we have to come to where people have to start leading, managing, supervising, whatever the, their titles may be in the positions that they hold of power. They're going to have to start using a balance of head, which is expertise, common sense, knowledge of the position with heart. How do I apply that? How do I get that? How do I build a relationship? So that there is understanding because now relationship building is going to be key. People have went past networking. Networking was what we didn't know how to do before the pandemic. Networking was I hop on a Zoom or I hop in a meeting or I get your number. I pass you my card. That was networking. Now we're past networking. And no, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, it's relationship building now. It's not Mm -hmm. even networking anymore because we've come into a part now the whole globe is networked because we're all on some kind of fashion of Zoom. Uh, meeting, WebEx, whatever you may use. We're having lives. We have discussions with people in all parts of the world. So the networking phase of that is left. So now we're in the relationship building phase where we have to actually build relationships with those who we've already reached out to the network with. Now we have to go deeper. And this is where the companies are going to have to go to, else they're going to fall. And I include companies with that because you're going to see a lot of them not going to be able to come back. There was a lot not even prepared for the pandemic in the way that they was operating. But the ones that were able to withstand this, uh, they're going to have to make changes. They're gonna have to create a culture of vulnerability. When you go back to some semblance that we get out of this remoteness to some extent, you're gonna hear this as a large part of talk in HRs and departments for specialists, experts to come in and talk about, let's create this culture of vulnerability in the workplace. Let's develop and build cultural vulnerability leaders. It's, it's, it's on the way. Believe me, guys, it's on the way. It Just is, like, is. I told people, like I told people two years ago that vulnerability is going to be key. I didn't know anything about the pandemic, and I'm not Nostradamus, but I knew <laughs> in understanding people,
0: mm-hmm. we, have to,
1: we only can go so far where we have to change and pivot
0: yeah.
1: for us to continue on, and I knew this was the next level.
0: And and, and 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 through what you're doing, you are pushing you are pushing the way uh, uh forward. And so because before we get uh to the to to the part where you explain us what you're doing, let me read a few more uh comments. Uh Usama Zaid says Carson Watkins in the house. Thank yes, you, my buddy. Appreciate you coming by. Only. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Adil. Yes, yes.
0: Thanks for a, such a fruitful conversation. Mic drop. Poof, my- exactly. <laughs> Carl is killing it. Wonderful. Yeah. So now we have reached the 13 minutes mark. Tell us, how are you pushing the agenda towards um, towards vulnerability? I know you have a couple of initiatives uh, coming up. So tell us more.
1: Yes. Uh, first, first of all, you can go to the website. You see what I'm doing there. A fabulous website by my dynamic website designer. Is Charlene Brown uh, designed my website for me. Go there, carlshonwalkins.com. We got a uh, course coming up called the Vulnerability Toolbox. And mm. in this course, we're going to give you the tools necessary for you to be a vulnerable leader and to lead through vulnerability, not mm-hmm. with vulnerability. You're going to lead through it, and you're going to let vulnerability be the guide. And I'm going to show you some steps and some easy steps, some things that you probably already seen going on with yourself but you you drew back you kind of like didn't want to open yourself up to that so it's going to be something there on that i'm also revising the podcast carson's daily word i am going to revisit that that was my birthplace on linkedin the platform is that i'm redoing that also uh going back to law school for year two continuing that journey as well building up the business so that it can be a viable sustainable sustainable business because a lot of us have opened up these businesses, and I know Doreen is familiar with this as well we have a lot of these people that's, that's to that just jump into these businesses don't have plans don't have sustainability don't have those things that's going to keep them on so we definitely want to uh do that we're also going to be doing a workshop and I am coming to Clubhouse near you we're going to have some vulnerability rooms in Clubhouse where we're going to just discuss those kind of things that you may be leery about discussing, and there's going to be a room where we're going to be sharing information. And so, this is a lot of the things that I got coming up my show. Real talk with uh, me, myself, and uh, my co host Charlene, we're doing wonderful things with that. We got a lot of things coming out with that as well. We're going big on that, and we're just trying to be impactful mm-hmm. and impacting lives. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. It's not about it's not about the money dinero lira whatever you say it in your country it's not about that what it's about is transforming people so they can transform people yeah. And that's really what I want to do
0: And that's what real leadership is about and just a shout yes. out to uh let me give a shout out to Charlene who is an amazing web designer she was on my she was a guest on my show as well yes, uh, not yes. so long ago and she she designed my
1: website. She designed my website. Ah, yes, I, we I made it? two or three. Yeah, I made two or three of them before. I had to. I had to turn it over to her genius and made it. And oh, wow. it is it is a work of art right now.
0: And Usama says, Usama. Uh, "I gotta have you on my show someday." Oh, I would be happy, my friend. Yes. Send me a DM. Send me the invite. <laughs> yes. He says again, Charlene Brown, oh, he is totally nailing the game. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, so you have your fan base, Carl.
1: I have some. I have some. Mm-hmm. I, the, the people that I love with my heart. I, I wear my heart. I wear my heart on the sleeve. I tell people I wear my heart on a sleeve surrounded by a cage. So it's there for people to see, but it's also protected for people not to hurt. That's how I've learned how to deal with my vulnerability, so.
0: And that's a beautiful way to end this conversation. Carl, thank yes. you so much. Thank it's you always for a having pleasure to, to to talk with you. Uh yes. uh online, offline, on my show, on your show, wherever it takes place.
1: <laughs> yes, we have been oh, talking together. Me and me and Doreen have been on each other quite a while through this pandemic. We've been, yeah. we've been, we've been on each other's shows. We've been on Zooms. we talked, she's coached me, counseled me, managed me and gave me a lot of advice. And I am very much grateful and humbled to be in her circle. Uh, you guys definitely connect with her. She is doing amazing. Oh. And if you don't know her story, you are truly missing out. You are truly <laughs> missing out. Great story. Great story. Inspiration.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you so much. Oh, I don't want to get emotional. Let me end this show without crying. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Yes. If you are team replay, please leave your comment and questions below. I mean in the comment, because we are reading and answering all of them. Okay. We have so I'm gonna put the last few comments. Love listening today. Thank you, Carl. Thank you,
1: Carla. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. And what she says, thank you, Doreen. I always appreciate you, your amazing show and how you pull out the answers. Thank you so much, Charlie. Yeah. So people, have a wonderful day. You take okay. care and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And if you need yeah. some support, please, please reach out to Carl. His yeah. amazing life is even better offline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having (laughs) me. Thank you, appreciate everybody. everybody. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye.